This podcast is sponsored by Hibu, an award-winning e-commerce fulfillment provider, helping online businesses grow by taking care of all their order fulfillment needs, picking, packing, and posting products to customers all over the world. Fuel your growth and fulfill your ambitions with Hibu. Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, Robin's Review, the first one of 2024 and for something a little bit different, on the 2nd of January, on a lunchtime, uh, I've invited Matt Withers and Lee the Ref Paul round to Warner Towers to talk about the Millwall game. Four games in 11 days, seven points from 12, but yesterday's game was frustratingly flat, little to shout about and simply City lost control and impetus, particularly in the second half and Millwall got their revenge on our late win back in August. Lee's three words were slow and predictable. Today we look like a team still learning the way and on the training pitch trying to learn how the patterns of play work under this coach. There was very little spontaneity or courage to try something different when it was clear the opposition had organised themselves well against that plan. But having a way of playing is highlighting more, more definitively areas which we need to address. If so, does this provide focus for this month's transfer window? Silver linings and all that. And Matt, it did reflect the weather yesterday. Uh, it was a flat, everyone was a little bit tired and hungover, and that was transcended onto the pitch. Yeah, it was. Um, the atmosphere was definitely very flat, um, and I think the performance was flat. I mean, you've referenced there 7 from 12. Almost kind of as a positive, but, but for me it kind of negates the positivity from the two results that we got with the two wins. Because we got, in, in those three wins, if you include Sunderland, three wins against three really good football insides um, and, and difficult opponents. The Watford win, unbelievable, to, to go away and win 4-1. And then you have a situation where you play Birmingham, clearly not on form, and we don't get enough there. We get a point. And I know Wayne Rooney has subsequently been sacked today. Um, and then yesterday against Millwall, and I, and I know, and I've seen people comment on it, that oh, we knew how they'd set up, in, but we did. We know Millwall are a physical team. We know what they're going to do. They're going to cause problems with a dead ball, but very little else, really. And we couldn't combat it. Um, there wasn't a lot to say positive from, from yesterday's game. Uh, and, and as I say, for me, it took a gloss off the, the performances before. Cool. Okay. So, uh, as I say, we have got Lee the ref, Paul. I'm going to come to you first, Lee. How are you out of tennis? Uh, January the 2nd, 2024. Everyone's probably already stopped their ambitions and their New Year's resolutions, but uh, um, I certainly had a drink yesterday after thinking about doing dry January. But, uh, yeah, how are you out of 10 today, sir? Well, I'm probably about a seven. I mean, obviously, the football does affect um, how I feel, like I think all of us here today. Um, but um, about a seven, I think, um, you know, good New Year's Eve. We went to Chibisobri Ice Street, which was great. Um, we had a really good night. Um, slightly hungover on the day, like probably a lot of City fans, and that probably didn't help the mood when we came out and lost. So I think, um, yeah, feeling a bit sorry for myself, but also sorry for the fact that we uh, lost as well in the last couple of minutes. 
And a, a spin class this morning as well, Lee. Is that a New Year's resolution or is that something you've been doing for a while? Yeah, no, I've been doing it for quite a while. If you look at me, you probably wouldn't see that. But um, uh, Nuffield in uh, Stoke Gifford provide brilliant spin classes. So I've been doing it for a bit. I was sweating a bit. Usually I'm sweating when I go to the bar to buy a drink. Uh, but I was sweating for another reason today. <laughs> <But> anyway, <that's laughs> brilliant. Lovely stuff. Okay, Matt, yourself? Um, yeah, I'm probably a 7 out of 10 Um Disappointed from yesterday. I'm not in work today, which is a good good thing. So, yeah, I'm probably a seven. Yeah. Okay, lovely stuff. And uh, yeah, I think um, I'll probably go seven as well. I was dreading going back to work today, having been off for you know a couple of weeks. But uh, nice that half my team who work in Scotland are off on bank holiday. So uh, so yeah, it's been <laughs> easing back in, checking through emails and and getting back uh, up and running, remembering your password and things like that. So yeah, three sevens, good stuff. Okay, um, right, let's have a look at the... Oh, before we start, actually, um, a big happy birthday today to Bristol City legend Tom Ritchie. 132 goals, 503 appearances, only one of five people in the 500 club. Um, uh, and an absolute gent as well in the FPA. Um, right, let's have a look at the starting lineup. So yesterday we saw three changes um, to the starting lineup. Out came Taylor Gardner Hickman, uh, Mark Sykes, and Naki Wells. In came Matty James, Andy Vyman, and Tommy Conway. Still lining up in that four-two-three-one formation in the main. Um, but those three changes, Lee, uh, they were due to squad rotation and tiredness and the fact that we've had those uh, one game every sort of three days. Um, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but it certainly took a little bit of a sting out of our Birmingham performance for me. Yeah, I mean, the Birmingham performance was, um, was, wasn't was great, I don't think. Um, the uh, the Watt performance was superb, and I was hoping that we'd be able to continue uh, with that. But um, the changes made, I was scratching my head a little bit. Um, Sykes, for me, has been probably our player of the season so far. Um, but obviously, we we learned that he's um, he probably wasn't 100% fit. So I suppose... You know, the manager knows more than I do. Um, he sees them day in, day out. He would know whether they are fit. But when I saw that it was Joe Williams and Matty James together in the centre of the park, I was worried about the pace. I was worried about the tempo. Um, and I was just a bit surprised because, um, you know, when you look at somebody like um, uh, Garner Hickman, who is young, I thought he might be able to have started yesterday. That would have given us a little bit more um, pace in the centre midfield. Okay. Well, it, Matt, it seems that it's a, a Wells or Tommy Conway at the moment, doesn't it? Uh, uh, I think, you know, with that West Ham game coming up and it's a bit of a free hit, I'd like to see him experiment a little bit and see Wells and Conway up top because Tommy is just not, it's not getting the best out of him in that position, but we seem to be persevering with it. I don't think he gets the best out of Naki Wells either. Um, <clears throat> I think... <sighs> Liam Manning will change formations during a game, um, but he doesn't seem to want to go for that two up top. Um, and I know Jason Knight is kind of, if, if you like playing, is a second striker, but Jason Knight isn't a striker. So for me, he's playing more of an advanced 10, if you like, but isn't actually a creative 10. So he will absolutely press, will close the ball down, but doesn't really create enough. Um, so it, even as the game went on yesterday, I was surprised that, that Liam Manning didn't go for a two. I don't know that he will against West Ham. Who knows what might happen in terms of transfers? 
Um, you know, I think he was talking yesterday to, to Sheridan on um, BBC Radio Bristol saying that they are looking, but they want to bring in quality, uh, which, you know, absolutely, you don't just want to bring in a number. But like you, I, I would have liked to have seen him gone for a two yesterday. I agree with what, what Lee said about the midfield. I did think Taylor looked a little bit leggy against Birmingham, so could probably understand that. And Matty James didn't get up to the pace when he came on in Birmingham. So maybe starting Matty James was the, was the right thing to do from, from the point of view of, of the rotation. But I don't think it's a midfield that works, Matty James and Joe Williams. We don't really see an awful lot of creativity when the two of them have played. So that one, for me, I was surprised in the end that that's what we went for. As Lee says, I don't know whether Sykes, he was carrying something. Um, so they, well, he is now, yeah, exactly. Um, they look at a lot of the, the GPS stats um, and almost kind of pick it on that basis. Uh, I just felt... Yeah, we we did kind of lose that midfield battle yesterday. Um, so, yeah, it, it will be interesting to see what he does against West Ham. And um, we spoke about Ross McCrory at length on the last podcast. Um, we, he can't be that far away now. And it's a question of whether he comes Preston in... Himself. Right, OK. Preston was that on Robbins TV. Yeah. Um, but in terms of where he plays will he play in the Tanner, Tanner role will he play in one of the defensive midfield roles um, and then that allows Jason Knight to either play alongside him or push forward there's so many options um, and yesterday having Andy Vyman uh, back in the team as well I just don't think he's in his best position as a right of a three either so there's lots of lots of things to sort out um, and yeah two or three come in in January it gives us even more options but we need to quickly find that that best formation that works for us and best personnel in those roles as well. Um, the team, just for the record, was Max O'Leary, George Tanner, Viner, Dickie Pring, Williams and James, Vyman, Knight and Mametti, and then Tommy Conway up top. On the bench, Bajic, Knight, LaBelle, Nelson, Andy King, welcome back to the squad, Teddy Gardner-Hickman, Sykes, Bell, Cornick and Wells. Um, before we get into the, the minutes... Uh, a couple of weeks ago now on the podcast, I think it was the whole game, we put a shout out for Andy Olpin, who'd contact, contacted us to say about a, a wedding ring that he'd lost that actually contained the, the ashes of his eight-week-old eight child, Harrison, who passed away in November 2022. Well, um, fantastic to, to learn that the ring was found by staff at Ashton Gate. Um, so that is now reunited with Andy, and they actually put a tweet on with a picture of him um, outside the the Johnny Attio statue, so uh, so great news to start the year for 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 Andy Olpin. Okay, we're doing Johnny Attio statue now, are we? Yeah. Johnny, is it the Johnny Attio yeah, yeah. statue? Oh, right, okay, ah, right, okay, yeah, um, yeah, brilliant news on that. Just on the Ross McCrory thing, Patch. Um, I've seen a few people talk about Ross McCrory, you know, playing that defensive midfield. Ross McCrory has said himself he sees himself as a right side defender. Mm. Let's play him as a right side defender. Um, I don't. I don't know what it is consistently with managers at Bristol City, and maybe it's not just the thing at Bristol City. But playing players not in their best position, um, you know, we've had it so many times. I don't want to see that with Ross, Ross McCrory. You've said it about Andy Vyman. I think Andy Vyman could probably play that ten, or if not, play him centrally if we're going to play. Yeah, the, the exactly. Because for me. As, as well as Jason Knight is doing, he's still not playing in his favoured position. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to see that with McCrory. 
Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, actually, I'll, I'll throw a question at you that we received um, from Red Badger on Twitter, um, and it was, uh, "Chaps, I'd be interested in your next podcast for Millwall, I assume, for you to perhaps speculate on any players we may lose in the window. Pring, Bell, and Zach have all had attention in the past previous windows. Could we maybe lose one or two? Um, Lee, I'll take you can take this. We've um, we've spoken a lot about getting two or three in, but we haven't thought about any possibility of losing one or two. Well, there was concern not long ago that uh, Pring. And there was some interest from, ironically, West Ham, who we play next. Um, so let's hope he doesn't play too well against West Ham <laughs> because it, we may lose him. Um, I think our two probably uh, prize assets at the moment are Viner and Pring. I don't think it would be the right time for them to leave us. I really don't. Um, however, if a Premier League club comes in, then I guess um, you know that, that may force their hand. But... I can't see anybody leaving us at this point. Matt, Tommy Conway is another prized asset, I would say, but obviously out of... Four, well, he's still scoring goals. Scored those two penalties, those two at Rotherham in recent recent weeks, but still we're not seeing the best of him because he's not that lone striker. Yeah, um, I, I agree in terms of names we've talked about. I don't think any of those three are at the top of their game at the moment. I think Cam Pring, the last couple of games, has got back somewhere near where he's been, certainly defensively. Um, I still want to see him get forward a little bit more and, and take the ball into the area. And you know, There were times last season where you almost felt you'd get a penalty every time Zach, um, Cam had the ball because he was, he was breaking in. Zach, I think, has been consistent. Um, but like Tommy, I don't think anybody would be coming in and paying the money we would want where we would consider it. The one for me where I think is actually at the top of his game and could very well be talked about is Jason Knight because I think he's a sort of player that there aren't many of those energetic players about. So he could be one that might be looked at. I heard a little rumour about a few of the the sort of academy players that, that may be being let go, um, some of the ones that are on the fringes. Um, I, don't, I can't substantiate that, so I'm not going to go into names, but... Um, there may be sort of a, a couple of those that may sort of go out. Um, and it will be interesting because you, you've, you've referenced sort of two or three coming in. It seems as though one of those is the lad Murphy from St. Patrick's. And I don't know that he's ready for a championship squad place at the moment. Maybe with the, the fact we've got the likes of Knight LaBelle, Yaboa, although I know Yaboa wasn't on the, the in the, the, the match day squad yesterday. Maybe he comes into the sort of, you know, the, the squad but I don't see him necessarily being a starter. So we need to look at two starters that come in. Talked about we want a centre-forward, physical that, that Tommy can play off. I said to you yesterday on the phone, I'd like us to be going in for Kiefer Moore. I don't know what cost maybe, um, probably too much for a permanent, but for a loan with the relationship that we should have with Bournemouth, that might be an option. Um, and then it's a, a central midfielder, so yeah. What about with um, uh, James, Vyman and Williams all only having six months left on their contract? They'll be looking for some security, Lee, won't they? And uh, if they get some offers coming in, um, it'd be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah, I mean, it, they are the three players that are up for contract. They're going to want to either uh, play um, particularly well, obviously, to get their new contract or to um, have interest for, from other clubs. But um, I think, as, as Matt said, I don't think 
any of our players at the moment are at the top of their game to attract the interest, certainly from a higher um, league. Um, they may, you know, even your, your Leicesters and all those at the top of our league, I don't think they would be interested in them at the moment. Um, so I think we'll be safe for players going out, but um, I'm just so desperate for a couple of uh, new recruits. Okay, lovely stuff. Right, let's get into the minutes. Fifth minute, Andy Vyman takes a nasty knee to the back. Uh, I don't know if that was a bit of afters, but um, certainly looked quite painful. And he was down for some time, didn't have any um, any medical attention or anything. But uh, they got away with that one and City started fairly bright. Ninth minute, Lee. Uh, Pring does well to win the ball back. Again, having just done it previously. Mametti plays in Conway. He pulls it back towards Mametti but it's out for a corner. And then James takes the corner and it's Knight heading over. So a few bits to unpick there. Um, obviously, Campering, we saw that in abundance up at Birmingham, that double block tackle and then him getting the cross away. And he's up to it already in, in the ninth minute, having done it a couple of times. And then there was a neat one-two between Mimetti and Conway. Well, actually, I was thinking that um, uh, about three or four weeks ago, I think I, I texted you both that um, I thought Campring was carrying an injury. He didn't certainly didn't seem to be on his game. He was he was kind of walking quite gingerly at the start of uh, one of the games about uh, four or five weeks ago at home, and I was concerned about that. But yesterday, interestingly, I thought the only way that we were going to create anything was on the left-hand side because Pring um, obviously can uh, get down the wing, but also, um, I thought, um, you know, certainly in the last few games, Mehmeti has been uh, playing well. But yesterday just seemed slightly off his game again yesterday. But um, I also thought that it was the left-hand side that were more effective. And the right-hand side I was really concerned about because um, I, I just think Tanner's off his game. And also, um, I mean, Wyman, as we've said earlier, is just not comfortable on that right-hand side. He, he's an, he plays just behind the... Um, the front one, I suppose, really. Well. He was coming inside because that's where he wants to be, I think. And uh, yesterday we saw that. So I always thought the left-hand side was uh, was where we were threatening most yesterday. Um, and that header, as I said, for, it was interesting because Knight's not the not the tallest, but he managed to get above. Oh, a player. And that was probably our best chance of the match, actually, when you think of it. Well, so that one, that one actually wasn't. The next one oh, is. Right, it's, right. The, it's the 17th minute. Um, yeah, ninth minute he heads over. But 17th minute, Matt, it's a Williams corner that gets... Yeah come straight back out to him uh, and it's his second delivery that's inch perfect onto the head of Knight and he forces a really good save from the keeper. A good save from the keeper. I'm not going to get a really good save. Um, it, it, it was it was low it was low down to be fair. Knight does what you're told to do. He heads it down um, but I think it's within the comfort zone of the keeper for him to, to make the save that he does and as you say it turns out to be our only shot on target. The only, in the last two games. Exactly, in the last yeah. two games. And then when you see, I think that I saw the Plymouth-Watford game, I think Plymouth had something like 30-odd shots, um, which is in incredible. And that's the bit for me with... That's entertainment. Well, and, and it is. And that's the bit for me with Liam Manning, that we're not... And, and, and absolutely, I think Liam Manning has been a, a good appointment, but we're not defensively sound where we're not conceding goals, even in the, the victories that we had against Hull, Sunderland, Watford. Um, you know, we're, we're still conceding the odd goal. Um, but then from an attacking point of view, we're not creating enough that leads to the shots that we want to see. Lee talked about Mimetti yesterday. I didn't think we got the ball 
quickly enough to him where he was then able to isolate. Now, I think um, Norton Cuffey, if I'm right, is on loan from Arsenal. Um, but was it Rotherham last year? I don't. I, they may have signed him permanently. I don't know. Um, but he dealt with with Anis pretty comfortably. But he he didn't sort of get beyond him. The trickery wasn't quite there. The point about the right hand side in and um, I made a, a bit of a thing about it in in my Bristol Live column. I really like George Tanner. Um, I, I I think in terms of what Lee was saying, I disagree in terms of not being on form. I think. He's on form from a defensive point of view. But going forward, George just does, doesn't have those attributes. Um, James is, James Pearcy has wrote about it, saying that he's, he's kind of the easy one to, to knock because Andy Vyman was coming inside a lot uh, and he didn't then have the option. Totally agree with that. My point with George is, even when we get a free kick on the halfway line, halfway line and George gets it, his first thought is a ball back to Zach. Now, you talked about it, Patch, in the last game. Is he coached? Is that because Cam's going forward and then you come back in? I don't believe that's the case. And and certainly, as the game progresses, there were a couple of moments where George did go back and Liam Manning threw his sort of hands up in frustration. So I do think there's an element with that. That's why I think Ross McCrory coming back in gives you a different option there. But I did feel George was isolated at times. And when he did get the ball, and it, it happens with Mark Sykes as well, they don't keep the width. And so George doesn't have the option. He did play a couple of good balls inside to the likes of, of, of Tommy Conway yesterday. But again, not quickly enough. And it's too often we're playing the ball back. I saw a tweet from someone yesterday. Again, most touches for Bristol City yesterday were Max O'Leary, mm-hmm. Zach Viner, George and Rob Dickey. And not in the areas that you, that you want them to be having it. So yeah, Millwall are happy for them to have the ball. Yeah, of course they are. Because they're, they're a big physical team. That they know how to set it up. And this is where, again, with Matty James, I like Matty James, but when he gets the ball, it's a little bit deliberate. Again, he gets the ball on the half turn, but always seems to play it back and not look to go forward, not take a risk. And, and Liam Manning talked about bravery yesterday, and he's right, but he's talked about that a number of times. So what do we do to be brave? Yeah. Did you hear yesterday um, Manning actually shouted out quicker on the, about the 30th minute? And I it's thought it was quite. I've heard his voice because it was yeah. so quiet. Yeah. I could hear him shouting. Yeah, yeah. and I'd heard exactly the same. And I, because as you said, you know, the atmosphere was quiet yesterday because there was nothing to get you up out of your seat for. And when he shouted out quicker, I thought, well, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. Yeah. So the tempo was slow. Um, and I think, as you were saying, Matt, the ball was just not getting quickly enough. But with those two in midfields, like we said earlier, it was never going to be quick yesterday, yeah. sadly. OK, into the 27th minute, uh, the second of a couple of Andy Vyman swipes towards goal. Mm-hmm. Um, he took them both really quickly. You like to see the shots get away, um, but these two, Lee, were both early and well wide. Do you know, it was interesting. I always think back to Cardiff away when Vyman hit that um, that volley. And I was just, that was probably one of the, one of the greatest moments being a Bristol City fan. <laughs> Largely because it was against Cardiff, of course, but um, it was a great shot. And so every time uh, he gets the ball, uh, Vyman either smacks it in the back of the net or it goes way over the top into Ashton Park, you know. And so um, yesterday, I, I, I thought he could have taken an extra touch with that one where it went miles wide. I mean, because he, he, he could have brought it down and then taken it right and then shot. But um, that's easy to say in hindsight, I know. But it was just typical Wyman. It really was. 
29th minute, great interplay, starting with Knight, ends with Tanner on the overlap um, and a pass from Vyman, but the cross was blocked. So they were working, they were carving out some opportunities down the right-hand side, Matt, and I think that seems to be the model that we're going for. It's working really well on the left, where Campreen comes down the left-hand side, Tanner tucks into the back three, and it would have been Mametti tucking into that sort of more central role. And that's maybe why Andy Andy Vyman was finding himself a bit more central, because Tanner was often coming down in, on the outside. Yeah. Um, again, up to the Birmingham game, um, I think that was working well patched down, down the left with Cam. Didn't see that at Birmingham enough, and certainly didn't see that yesterday. I didn't think... We offered anything from an attacking point of view yesterday. Um, <clears throat> agreed, going back about the, the, the George point, um, there were passages of play where he was looking to see what was on and, and because Andy Vyman had come inside. And again, maybe that that shows you Andy Vyman's natural um, you know, positioning and what he, he wants to be doing. Mm. Um, but we just didn't... You, you look at Millwall, they've got... Jake Cooper, who I think is six five six six, has got a turning circle of Rob Dickey. So I'll be I'll be equal with that. Um, as great a player as Rob Dickey is, um, the other lad Hutchinson is a big unit, but they're not massively quick, and we didn't get the ball in behind them. We didn't expose them from from that point of view. Um, so they were always you know in front of it and could could defend anything that we got forward. So just didn't think we got we got down the flanks enough and got balls in and therefore Tommy again isolated. Or we were continually pumping the ball up to Tommy. He's never gonna win either a header against Cooper from that point of view, or when the ball's into his feet, there were a couple of times Hutchinson almost went through the back of him. Mm. So we it's something Liam Manning needs to address because it's not working the way that we're playing against that type of opposition. Yeah, and it's, it's it's those games where you think, right, let's change it up, let's yeah. see something different. So let's we need to. we need a plan B. Dent Magic, your Bristol-based car body repair company. Visit us at Cribs Causeway or Central Bristol, or we can even come to you with our mobile service at your home or workplace. Have you got a scuff, scratch or dent on your vehicle? Dent Magic can fix them all. If you need the magic touch for your vehicle, visit www.dentmagic.net to get your quick quote online today. Um, right, halftime summary from Rob. We're about 10% too slow and deliberate to make the design impact and threat all a little too cagey it may be the james effect but it's spreading that being said there's a number of players putting it putting in fairly averages average performances so far vyman is tucking in a lot which is obviously a tactic to give tanner more space to attack but it's not that natural to george and andy needs to be wary of congesting the middle we're not far off but overall we need to up the ante and take a few more risks on the ball um yeah for the first half i think liam manning said it afterwards um in his in his uh in his post-match analysis lee that um we were fairly in control in the first half mill were, were having some of the ball and and i thought at birmingham we were in control pretty much the whole game but that first half i for me wasn't as good as birmingham but we were still in control i don't think we were in as control as much as manning was suggesting or or, or yourself there i i didn't see that at all i i thought it was a very scrappy game it was very much a new year's day game where um some of the fans as i said we've referenced earlier about nursing hangovers and so on and it to me it just felt very flat um 
I think both teams were cancelling each other out. I think um, we were bereft of any ideas about how to break them down. I think it got worse in the second half. Um, but uh, no, I don't. I didn't see the control that Manning was suggesting. I, I just thought that for the game plan, we were still in the game at halftime, and I had every every um, what's the word? Every thought that we would come good in the second half, which obviously didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, the way things are nowadays, it seems that as um, as kind of teams press, it seems to be the front three always seem to change around about the 60, 70th minutes, which again, yesterday it did, because for me, I think the front, the front three have to be full of energy, and I suppose you cannot keep that tempo up all the time. But that wasn't working yesterday, so hence, and I'm sure we'll come on to that a bit later on, uh, the front three did change yet again, and so... I didn't see that control and I didn't see the, the point of that. I'm, I'm in agreement with Lee. Um, I thought it was an even first half. Um, yes, we probably, well, I think we did have more possession. I didn't see, I didn't look at the halftime stats, to be fair. Um, I think we had more possession, but without really doing anything. And, and again, it's, it's something, may, maybe it's the modern stat-based kind of coach um, but talk about control and, um, you know, ha having the possession. M Mill didn't look like they weren't in control. Mill, when they got the ball, passed it in the way that we passed it. Um, maybe, you know, used Norton Coffee a little bit more and, and he was sort of getting at us. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with Lee. I, don't, I didn't go a bundle on that. And, and actually, I would have made changes at halftime. I, I thought that midfield was too slow. Um, a reflection on Matty James. I don't think Matty James had a bad game. I think Matty James had a Matty James game. But it needed that that um, greater input in the middle. Um, and similarly, on the right-hand side, it wasn't working. Um, so I would have made the change of Gardner, Hickman and Sykes at halftime. Again, Lee's point, all things being equal. If Mark Sykes was carrying a knock, then you could understand that. Um, and I'm sure, well, actually, the Birmingham game, it was it was pre-planned, wasn't it? The Nackywell sub. Um, but I, I, I'm getting a little bit bored of 60, 65, 70 minutes before making a change when clearly you can see it wasn't working and it needed that impetus for me. Well, the first thing, Matt, when I um, came up from meeting some friends at half-time, first thing I, I did is I came up and I thought, right, how many changes... Yeah. And people said, none. And I think we made the first change on 55 minutes. And so he was, maybe Manning was giving confidence in the players that he started with. But today, when you can have as, as many subs as you can do, um, as is it five now, I think, um, you can make your subs. Then I'm surprised it was made so late, like you yeah. said. And given that you're hearing, and I, I'm afraid I'm not one of these that loves hearing people saying, oh, well, they retired. Well, it's the same for all the teams. They've had the that, same actually. schedule. Is that, is is I know is they're both the same. They both had the same amount of games, but these are highly tuned athletes. Mm. Should tiredness be a thing? Should they? I mean, it's it's what is it seven uh, a game every three games, Four games every three days. days. Yeah. 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 So I mean, we've got we've got the squad to use. That's what he's done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, should tiredness be something that comes into it? Well, they should try doing a spin class at Nuffield. <laughs> they know what a tiredness is then. <laughs> But no, you make a, a you know a good point. I mean, I, I yeah, I, they they are finely tuned athletes and so on. And but um, you know, he's he's resting a twenty two year old lad who's you know full of energy and so on. I I don't buy all this attire because it, it I could understand if we'd had say 
I know, let's say um, one more game than Millwall, but we didn't. And um, and I, I'm afraid I'm not. And I heard people saying, "Oh, it looked a bit leggy and so on." Well, yeah, both teams would do. So I don't buy into that. It's, it's funny though because <clears throat> looking leggy, and we weren't moving the ball quickly. We didn't. There wasn't a lot of. Um, and someone I'm sure will correct me in terms of being able to show me the, the stats. Um, but it didn't feel like we were a real high press from from all over the pitch. Jason Knight does it constantly. Um, but, you know, the likes of Zach and Rob, it was a pretty comfortable afternoon when they got the ball. It wasn't like Bradshaw's a handful, but, you know, he, he, he's, for me, probably seen his better days. So He got taken off, actually. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, I, I, again, I, I agree. I don't, I, don't, I don't buy into that. And then when you see the likes of Liverpool, Newcastle, I know you're talking about a, another level, but Liverpool, Newcastle, Plymouth, Watford, 3-3, as I said. So <laughs> that doesn't work. The, the 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 bit around the midfielder and the the twenty two year old, I'm not convinced Liam Manning sold on Taylor Gardner Hickman. I don't I don't know why, but there's been a couple of games where he didn't start and he talked about him coming in and having the right attitude, and then he's come in. As Lee said, as as a twenty two year old, you should be able to play a game every three or four days easily. Mm. Um, again, he may have a knock. We don't know, and I'm not saying rotating the squad isn't the right thing, but. I just have a little bit of a doubt as to whether Liam Manning's really sold on, on TGH. We shall see. Uh, 51st minute then, another campering block after a corner for Millwall. Uh, and then it's a change, 53rd minute, I've got it down as uh, Vyman off, Sykes on, James off, TGH on. And uh, the, fir the first change was Vyman and he passed, joking, he passed the... <laughs> He passed the armband to Matty James and then he realised he was coming off. So he then passed it on to uh, to Jason Knight, which was uh, an interesting moment. So obviously Matty James wasn't expecting to come off, um, clearly, from, from, from that. But uh, TGH comes on. 65th minute, it's a loose pass and Tommy latches onto it, but with some distance to travel, he turns back and finds Sykes, who goes to ground, but no penalty. Matt, you're probably closest, well-placed to see that um, from Sykes. Yeah, firstly, Tommy spots it and is onto it, but there's a bit of me that kind of thinks, <laughs> does a confident Tommy take a couple of touches and then go for a shot from distance? Mm. Um, play, play Sykes in, never a pen in a million years for me. He's, he's got to be stronger there. He probably did get caught. I've not watched it back. We talked off offline, didn't we, about the um, the Jota goal last night or penalty, um, and and Razor Ruddock was talking on Talk Sport about it's a contact sport and contact doesn't mean a foul, and that was similar for that last night for me. I didn't think Sykes, see, there was enough contact to warrant him going down, and it was an opportunity missed for me. I, I thought um, Sykes knew that the ball was running a bit too far away for him, so probably the best option would be to try and get a penalty. Um, and some players do it and they sell it, you know, and, and they can get away with it. And if we were here today and he got a penalty, we'd all be saying, well, what a brilliant thing for him to do, <laughs> wouldn't we? So, But, um, yeah, I think, I think you're out of options, Matt, if yeah. I'm honest with you. Uh, 69th minute, it's Dickie this time making a block from another good Millwall move and Millwall having more and more of the ball now. Then Viner takes out the Millwall player whilst clearing it and for me and uh, Chris sat next to me, that was a penalty. It was one where he took the man and the ball at the same time. I think we were really fortunate um, to get away with that one. Did either of you uh, chaps have a, 
a view of that one? We're both in the south stand, yeah, aren't see. we? So, um, yeah, so I'll do a Wenger and that. I didn't see it. In the <laughs> <third time. laughs> I wasn't there. Um, okay, 70th minute, it's Bell on for Mehmeti and Wells on for Conway. So, uh, yeah, two a like-for-like like change there, uh, Lee. And, um, yeah, your thoughts on that substitution? Well, I was um, thinking to myself, how is Manning going to change this? How would I change it? What could we do different to um, to what was going on? Because clearly things weren't happening. Uh, Millwall, Millwall were really keeping hold of the ball. I thought, as uh, Manning said first half, I thought they were controlling the game. Um, and it was a real concern. So I thought, how are we going to shake this up? How are we going to change it? I know in here we're great advocates of uh, having two up front. I think uh, we both, or you know, certainly um, yeah. both of you like that as well as I do. Um, but I thought, right, so who's going to come on up front? Well, <laughs> Harry Cornick, I'm not too sure. Well, I probably would have brought him on earlier. Um, Wells, I thought, well, that's too similar. I know, Pat, you slightly disagree, but I didn't think that um, Wells was going to do anything different to what Tommy Conway was going to do. I just, like, you know, remember how he came on in that first game at Ashton Gate a few weeks ago, and he just was well up for it. And um, I expected him to come on and have that immediate impact like he, mm. like he had in the last home game. I just I just think it was too much of a, like, you know, change, and um, it, needed, it needed so much different. And this is where I think Matt said earlier about um, Kiefer Moore at, um, at Bournemouth. You know, people say that he's um, one of these, it's just we will go long, but he's actually really good with his feet yeah. as well, and I think that people do him a disservice. That would have been great to have just changed it a bit and, you know, not their centre-house about a little bit, um, but he would have been good with his feet. So I just didn't see that we had a great deal to change. And um, and I think, you know, maybe Manning knows this and we've got January coming up and he will change things. But um, I think we're, we're, we're bereft of the resources that we need to make those changes. I'm getting boring there because I'm just me and Lee, and I know we're, we're sat we're sat next to each other, but I'm complete agreement. I I felt Cornick was probably the only option he had from a an attacking forward point of view that would have been slightly different. Um, he brought Cornick on, played him left, and Sam Bell right. I mean, I know that was a bit later on with Cornick, but that for me didn't work. Cornick's come on to that, spin it, mate. Um, so 76 minute, it's Sykes coming off um, and Cornick coming on. It looks like Sykes was just touching the back of, the back of his leg. Well, Sykes, he actually kicked the ball out, didn't he? Yeah, um, he so he knew that he was kind of injured and, and credit to Millwall, they spotted it and did give it back. But I was just surprised. Sam Bell under Nigel Pearson played a lot of games on that left-hand side. Um, Cornick seemed to feature more on the right. He's, he's right-footed, I think. Um, difficult to tell, I guess. Um, he's right-footed, I think. And again, makes me wonder, um, and he, he's not the only one by any stretch, but does Liam Manning fancy Harry Cornick from that point of view? Has he seen enough from him in training? Because, again, going back to what Lee said, if if he wasn't going to change formation and go two up, um, then bringing Wells on is a like-for-like. Like. I don't think there's anything different. You know, he's he's got the older experienced head than, than, than Tommy. So maybe with those big defenders, he takes the defender under the ball and then gets the free kick a little bit like he did, I think, in the, the whole game. But yeah, I, I, I didn't see... The, the changes for me yesterday had no impact on that game at all. If anything, we lost control of the game even more so. Mm. Um, and then when I looked at the touches that, that Bell had, and there, there was an opportunity where Sam Bell, again, got to the ball but slightly overran it 
Cornick probably had a dozen touches, maybe nothing more than that, and nothing of any note. Mm. Um, and that again is a little bit for me. May, and maybe it's kind of what options do you have? But could he have gone two? Could he have gone three at the back and put an extra body in midfield, or gone for the the two up top? Just changed it, diff, you know, make something different, make Millwall think differently. Just out of interest, Matt, um, from from yesterday, um, when on the rare occasions we did go four, because there was a lot of balls going back into our own half. Did you ever feel that we were threatening Millwall at all? No, not at all. Um, I didn't think either flanks through the middle. Um, I didn't think we we called... I mean, I guess you look at the shots, that tells you kind of everything you need to know, doesn't it? But I didn't think at any stage we looked um, like we were going to score. Um, and again, going back to the point, I think he needed to change the formation, do something different, drop Knight back into midfield so that you've got that energy in there again with Joe Williams. And actually, I thought the, the players were getting frustrated as well and, and that kind of got borne out a little bit later on, didn't it? 90th minute, Sam Bell is away on the right-hand side, takes a slightly heavy touch, but wins a corner. And it's this corner on the 90th minute, 1-0 down, that, that drove me nuts, quite frankly. Uh, it was Taylor Gardner-Hickman, who we've we've praised in, in the past uh, for his set-piece delivery, but he hits it, he overhits it so much... I think it almost goes out for a throw-in on the Dolman side. Yeah, um, with 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 the box loaded, uh, just unforgivable for me, that one. Um, the, the, the announcement there of the attendance, 21,766, which uh, for a New Year's Day, when everyone's a bit tired and hungover, uh, w- was great. Um, 92nd minute, a Viner block leads to a corner, and then it was written in the stars for... for well, actually... <laughs> I've I've already said we're one 0 down, but we weren't one 0 down at that point. But we're still <laughs> we're going for the we're going for the victory. Um, and the the TGH's uh, corner is deep, but then we do concede. Ninety second minute, it's Viner blocking, leading to a corner, written in stars from Millwall one 0 As per the away game at Millwall, it's a last minute winner from Hutchison. City fail to clear, and it's Hutchison who swivels and fires home past Max, who had no chance. Um, it was just one set-piece, Lee, that we we didn't clear. It comes out to the edge of the box. Joe Williams is running towards the man who gets the assist effectively, mm. but just doesn't kind of go through him at that point. I mean, there's um, there's a certain point that you say, well, towards the end of the game, mistakes are made. That, that does happen. And I thought there were a couple of mistakes. We felt possibly that Joe Williams could have come out and done something and got a free kick himself if the you know if the Millwall player would have put his foot in the air or something. Um, I think Williams was possibly worried he might have given away a penalty um, if he'd have clattered him. Um, but the the space that um, the Millwall player had to turn and shoot. I mean, if you're a Millwall fan, it was a great finish. It really was. But from a centre half as well. Yeah, well, well, that was it. And he and he actually turned in the box, didn't he? Yeah. No one should be able to turn in the box like that when you've got probably two or three players that should be around him. And uh, I I was absolutely distraught come the end. I, again, um, from all the people that sit around me, we just, we just, you know, could have put our heads in our hands and we just thought, here we go again. It was... It was so disappointing. I mean, but having said that, yesterday, did we deserve a point? Probably not. And so, therefore, uh, Millwall came out. They played second half. They did what I thought we should have done at home. They were the team that looked like the home team rather than us. And I'm afraid um, we got what we deserve. We really did. Now, 
looking at my notes in the 94th minute it's another tgh corner and i've put again really deep literally no one near it so it was two bad deliveries in the space of five minutes um from from tgh then 95th minute joe williams wins a free kick on the right hand side and again poor delivery uh from me i think it was actually joe williams who took that free kick and it was in swinging from the uh, with his right foot. But for me, on that one, a left foot in-swinger from someone like Cam Pring. Cam Pring can, can deliver a ball. You get the ball, you, you you whip it in with your left foot, it's on target, all it needs is a touch, or if no one touches it, it causes the keeper a problem, and it could go in at the back post. I don't know if it was me, but it looked as though Manning was a bit disappointed that Joe Williams was taking it. If you if you remember, he looked back at the bench, didn't he, before he took it? So you never know, psychologically, it might have got in his head, um, that you shouldn't be taking this. And um, yeah, so I think you're right, Patch. I mean, he, he was the wrong person on that free kick. Why haven't we seen a bit more variation um, in in a in a left footed in swinger from like the likes of Campering? I, I just don't don't get it. Um, Ninety six minute, it's a royal rumble uh, in the corner in in front of the section eighty two. It's um, Joe Williams going in on one of the Millwall players whilst he's uh, sort of up against the hoarding, um, and it turned into a bit of a twenty man melee match. Yeah, a bit naughty from Joe. You could see almost from the, the as the, the the sort of passion of play was forming that Joe was going to do that. He, he didn't have any need to go into the back of the guy on the hoardings. It then became a bit of handbags. Um, George Honeyman, um, who'd had a bit of a running battle with Jason Knight throughout the game and the ref had to step in a few times, he got involved Um I thought the ref dealt with it really well. Yeah, there was, there was, back yeah, there was, a, there was a lot of talk by sort of the, the fans in and around me. Oh, that's a red, you know. Joe shouldn't have done that. And then there was a bit of pushing and shoving. The ref took his time, quite rightly gave probably harshly a yellow card to the the Millwall well, lad. Millwall lad did sort he of did kick back a bit. Yeah, he, a and bit, and yeah. It, yeah, probably that reaction. Yeah, yeah. Patch was demonstrating a little <laughs> little backheel kick then. Um, I don't think it was a red. I think it was two yellows. I think it showed the, f the frustration that Joe Williams had. Your point, Patch, about the, the free kicks, the dead balls as well. I'm not sure I'd have Cam with the delivery just because of, of the physical presence he's got. But, although I, I get your point, yeah. But for me, there were a number of times that with, with corners, there was a, a free kick, the Joe Williams one, where we still went airily... And they were going to win that all day long, unless Rob Dickey's on the end of it, and that's probably what we were going for. But Rob Dickey against Cooper is going to be 50-50 at best, you yeah. would think. I think it was that Why didn't we whip it? Why didn't yeah. we play a whip yeah. ball across yeah. the six-yard box? It was that first TGH corner that I referenced around the 90th minute that he did go for Dickey, but he was so deep that he was never going to get enough on it to trouble anyone. And that's the thing with it as well. You, you want to be delivering it so that whoever's coming onto it can come onto it with pace. A lot of the time it was so high that even if he wins it, he's only knocking it sort of back in the air or back across. So, yeah, our, our dead ball was was dreadful yesterday. And that little passage at the end with Joe Williams summed his frustration up. And you kind of almost wish that had happened 25 minutes earlier because it got the crowd up. And, you know, you've, you've talked about... George Tanner's tackle numerous times on it. <laughs> um, but it's that kind of thing that it probably yeah. needed something like yeah. that yesterday because it was so flat, wasn't it? And I, I, I agree with Lee. Yeah. It, Millwall deserved the win for me. 
I mean, I, I completely agree with you. Actually, yesterday at one point, I said to the people around me, I said, I wouldn't mind one of our players just getting a caution just to get the crowd up here yeah. because we needed it. It's interesting, Matt, you said that. I wonder if the ref would have changed the colour of the cards if it was 70 minutes. Because yeah, he possibly. blew 30 seconds after. He's like, oh, come on, lads, you know, it's two yellows. Come on, let's forget about it and so on. Yeah, but I wonder I, if he I might I thought have... he had a good game yesterday, the ref. I mm. thought he um, he, he mm. was pretty calm. He, mm. As I say, a couple of little skirmishes with, with Honeyman in night. And he was just like, get on with it, lads. What you know? What are you doing? So, mm. yeah, but you might be right, Lee, earlier. Mm. Yeah, he may have done. Okay, right. And um, that took us to the end of the game, unfortunately. It's a defeat... Uh, not a great way to start 2024, but um, we have been a little bit spoiled, particularly with the, the, the Watford result, and that is always in the back of our minds. And it, uh, over the over that Christmas period, we have got seven points from 12. Um, but the most frustrating thing about yesterday is if, the big if, we'd have won the game, we'd be one point off the playoffs. But still in with a shout, the season is far from over. Um, but uh, let's have a look at what um, what ratings you've gone for, Matt. I've got your spreadsheet here if you need me to keep you honest. I've but, got uh, it as well, but I bet if you can have a look at the average. Okay, uh, you ask me and I'll tell you. Yeah, so if you um, if you can look at the average that everybody gave um, from the, the, the Twitter side of things. Well, that's on my phone, which you've got in your hand. Oh, is that right? You haven't got it on there. <laughs> no, right. it, have you written it on here? I sent it to you, yes, yeah, on, on the, the extra sheet, mate. Ah, right, okay. Fine, I got it. Oh, well, I, I've got it now. You took so long. Five five point five one from I think about forty five people that had um, had taken part in that. So nice. yeah, they've gone five point five one. Okay. So from from our rating or my my rating, and then you boys to to um, to debate the, it. The mins and the maxes. So I, a minimum, yeah, go on. A min minimum of uh, Tim Knowles, by the looks of it, on four point harsh on Tim. <laughs> I know four, he's short. Four point seven <laughs> five, and a maximum Adam Gold six point two, Andy Hall six point one nine, uh, or oh, six point two five from Liam Healy, and yeah, the rest are sort of in between that. Yeah, Gould has gone big there. I'm surprised at that. I've got to be honest. And I heard him shouting yesterday, so I'm even more surprised. <laughs> Um, right, so for Max, I went six. Um, he absolutely couldn't do anything about the goal. Um, other than that, he didn't really... I don't think... What did Millwall have? Maybe another shot on yeah, target six, other than that? Six, but yeah. nothing you wouldn't have expected. But yeah, six for Max. Um, Cam Pring, I went six. Um, and I'll go early. Cam, for me, was man of the match. I think he he, he was also the, the Thatcher's man of the match. Former Players Association man of the match, so we're aligned with that point of view. Um, so Pringy, I went six. Similarly with Rob Dickey, Zach Viner, I went two sixes. Didn't think they 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 weren't at the top of their game. Certainly, we've seen Rob Dickey of late bring the ball out a lot better than he did yesterday. But again, I'll give credit to Millwall with the way that they closed the space down. Um, but I, I don't know about you boys. I just get frustrated with the Dickey to Viner passing, and it's a little bit slow. And and I think with Rob Dickey, who's been excellent, and and I, I'm not on if Rob Atkinson's back fit, Rob Dickey's still playing at the moment. But he does still have to. There's that extra time that it takes because he's right footed for him to get the ball, bring it forward, and then he has to play a right footed ball out. So it's always going to be that little bit slower. Um, but for both of those, I went I went two sixes. This one might be a little bit harsh. I went five for George, and and 
I take everything on board in terms of Andy Vyman coming inside. Um, but George just lacks so much confidence going forward. Um, and as I say, for, for me, it's not even when he's got a defender in front of him or a midfielder in front of him. It's when we've got a dead ball. How many times do we get a dead ball in and around the halfway line, either on our side of the halfway line or on the opposition side? And our first thought is to go backwards. We don't even look to see, have we got a runner? Is someone making a run for me to play the ball quickly? Our first thought is back. And and George, for me yesterday, did that an awful lot. And defensively, I thought he was he was okay yesterday, but just too often he, he went backwards. And I don't, again, I don't know about you, certainly with, with Lee in the South Stand with me, you could sense the frustration. And certainly late on, when we were 1-0 when we down, he did it a couple of times in. The fans will start to turn a little bit, and that's not right on George. And probably me saying this and me commenting as, as I did in, in my live column is maybe a bit hypocritical because I'm, I'm kind of exposing that. But he has to get better going forward mm. because it can all be down one side. Mm. He needs to take the man on. And if Andy Vyman is coming inside or Mark Sykes is coming inside, give them it. Tell, Give them the... the, the the bollocking, excuse me, that says you've got to give me an option, and and he didn't do that. So that was that was hence the five for me. So yeah, um, I said Zach, and then midfield wise, I went five for, and there's a bit of a theme now. I went five for Matty James, five for Joe Williams, five for Jason Knight. Um, Sykes, he wasn't on very long. The same attack, Taylor got a Hickman, two fives for them. Um, and then even going forward... And it, off the back of a nine and an eight. Exactly, yeah. Um, and, and I don't know if that's a reflection of... Time. Joe Williams playing alongside Matty James and, the, and the, a different sort of style. But Anis, Andy Vyman, Tommy Conway, um, I went fives for them as well. Um, I didn't think any of them were that poor that they were fours. Um, but I didn't think any of them did enough to warrant where I would go... That was kind of what I expected. Um, so, yeah, I, I went fives for them. Um, and as I say, pringy man of the match. So I don't know if you boys, well, any differences to that? No, I think that's absolutely spot on. I think our problem wasn't at the back yesterday. It was going forward, the options, the movement, the kind of the approach that, that we played. Um, I think if you look at when we have done well, Mometi has been on fire. So um, I think for me... Um, you know, if you haven't got those kind of the the, the front three um, playing well off of each other, then I think we were going to struggle. And yesterday we just did not create enough. So I think, Matt, you got it spot on. Um, the back four generally played really well, I thought. Max O'Leary didn't do anything wrong, but it was um, in the further up the pitch it was a problem. OK, Matt, um, so looking at the, the, the extra sheet here, Barry Selman, 5.30 is closest because the average was 5.31. Yeah, yeah. So uh, congratulations to Barry. You win um, not a lot. Um, so the pride, of pride of being closest, absolutely. But I think if you look at those, the, the 45-odd people that we had, was 5.51 so again yeah. we were very similarly aligned absolutely absolutely right so uh big questions now are uh, we've got the next game which is the fa cup uh west ham away nine thousand traveling city fans to uh stratford uh and the olympic stadium i've been there once to watch the foo fighters 
and I'm going again to watch the Foo Fighters actually in in June. Um, but never to watch a football match. So I'm uh, very excited to see it. And a lot of people are going there um, uh, to see a new ground, to tick off a new ground. And also a number of people go in and f- were fairly buoyant at the time the tickets went on sale. Well, I, I used to um, work in a school in East Ham, and um, and I know that the, the kids who I was teaching there were so passionate about West Ham. It was their life. Mm. You know, it was a really big, big football area. And uh, when they moved to their new ground, um, it's a bit like an athletics ground, so I would imagine that some of the uh, supporters will be taking binoculars to watch the game. Um, <laughs> but uh, not being disrespectful, of course, but... Um, but I, I guess, um, you know, the chance to go to a Premier League ground, um, it's a break from the league, um, you know, a, if we get a good result there. Ideally, it would be great to, to get a draw there and bring them back to Ashton Gate yeah. and uh, a bit of a money spinner. That would be great for us to buy these loans or to get these loan signings in that we need in January. So I'm looking at the more medium term. Do you anticipate much in the way of change? I mean, there's not a lot to add back in terms of to the squad but could we see some experimentation in formation or personnel well i don't like this expression but i understand why people say it's a it is a free hit you want to win every game don't you of course but it is a bit of a free hit so uh why not change things under i mean i would imagine that west ham will sell a fairly decent number i mean the prices fair play to west ham the prices um, for, for us, uh, £10 and £1, I think, for a kid, I think is absolutely brilliant. And I really feel that um, the club should take credit for that. Um, perhaps other clubs should take a, a leaf out of their book as well. Um, so hopefully it'll be a, a, amongst a big crowd. It may well give a chance for some of these uh, from our younger players to come up through and experience Premier League ground, even if it's on the bench. Uh, someone like Yeboah, someone like that would, um, I guess, is he fit at the moment? Because he wasn't he was on part the bench. of the... He wasn't yeah. on the bench on the weekend, I don't think, wasn't he? No, no. So, so therefore... Oh, so King, King, King yeah, came yeah. back in, yeah. Yeah, so I wonder if someone like Yeboah may well experience, um, you know, a Premier League ground and so on. So, it, <clears throat> there I say it, it is a free hit, but few experimentation. I'd love, and I think we've said it before, and I think probably people listening to us may get bored with it. Let's try two up front, for heaven's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Yeah, I don't see Liam Manning doing that. I don't think he will make many changes. Um, I don't know, and, and Lee, you, you probably know which is why you said it, but obviously there's a number of rounds where you don't have replays, and I don't know whether this is one that you get a replay or not. So I don't know if, Pat, if you're able to, to look that up, but um, certainly there are there are rounds, I'm sure, within... Well, I know it was definitely within the, the, um, the League Cup, but I thought it was the same with the FA Cup, that some of them don't have replays, so it could potentially be um, extra time in pens, I don't know. Um, I should know that, but I don't. Um, and Yaboa, I I genuinely think with Yaboa, he will be one that's on Tin's board for a, a loan out. Um, I think he needs a good League One loan, um, League Two possibly at the top end, um, where he's playing regularly and you know at sort of men's football. So yeah, that that will be interesting. I guess if we get signings, that will be you know something we can say. Lee's just taken there that replays take place in the FA Cup in rounds up to and including the fourth round of the tournament. So it would be right. Okay, so we'll take them back, Matt. So we'll take yeah, yeah, but but absolutely echo (laughs) echo what you said about the ticket pricing, and it would be interesting to see what would happen if we do have to bring them back for a replay. 
whether mm. we would go the same route. Well, do you know what? It would be, would. I, I think it would yeah. be scandalous if yeah. not. So you would think we would, wouldn't yeah. you? But yeah. Um, at, least, at least some middle ground. And who knows? Maybe if we do make a signing or two and, and it's early, they would come into the fray. So. Okay. Cool. All right. Um, right. Just uh, that's brings us to the end of the podcast. Um, Lee, before we let you go, obviously a big thanks for, for your support on the podcast in 2023 and into 2024. Any final comments from you? Yeah, just um, I think thank you both for doing the, the podcast. I mean, it's um, it, it's great, um, great listen. I know all the people who I sit with listen to the podcast and are always keen to hear what you've got to say and, and your guests. And I wish all people listening a, a happy new year. And let's hope that um, people give Liam Manintinus what he needs, give him at least two uh, transfer windows to get it right. Remember, he inherited... Um, these players and I wonder how many of these players will be in the the first 11 in say a year's time so let's let's give him chance let's get behind the team yesterday was rubbish and poor <laughs> and I just I honestly I came out and I the lad I go down with I said to him I said you know what I've nearly had enough I came home to my partner and she said I don't want to hear it I've had enough of you talking about football um, I've had enough of this but you know what I got up this morning thinking there's always next week. Absolutely. No, completely agree. Um, I did want to just mention, Patch, as well. My middle nephew, Harry, um, keeping the theme of a teacher, he's a teacher as well. Um, but as a family, um, we're experiencing um, the effects of Alzheimer's. My, my stepdad's got Alzheimer's. Um, and it's a, a, a real battle um, for him, but for my mum, obviously, as, as his carer as well. Um, so Harry, um, as I say, my middle nephew, he's raising money in aid of the Alzheimer's Society. He's running 2,080 kilometres in 2024, which is for 40 kilometres a week. I'm not, I don't know why 2,080. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. And one I should, one I should have asked him. Yeah. Um, so as I say, because his granddad, my stepdad, is suffering with the disease, uh, devastating to see the impact. I'm sure, sadly the vast majority of our listeners will have been impacted by this as well. It's, it is a, a dreadful disease. So, yeah, Harry's got a GoFundMe page set up, which, um, if Patch can put it at the, the bottom of, of this week's podcast, um, any Twitter, sorry, anybody that um, is able to contribute, you know, would, would be great because, yeah, hopefully with, with more funding, they will be able to get to the bottom of it. Yeah, and um, we do this podcast completely free. So it, listen, now and again, we'll ask for a small donation. Even if everyone listening to to this was able to donate a pound, five pounds, um, whatever you can to support that. Uh, as I say, we don't we don't ever ask for anything. So please do if you can. Your beer money for dry dry January, whatever. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, hopefully, this has come across okay. We are recording it different, not recording it on Zoom with our with our nice microphones. This is a on a phone on a selfie stick. So hopefully, it's come across all right it seemed to work okay for episode 201 in a pub um with ice cream tacos girt wings and chef anton um which uh, if you haven't listened to please do um but for now we'll leave it there thanks so much for joining us and take care everyone cheers all thanks all thank you